Welcome to ASHTA Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials testing and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management, we're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson. Today on the podcast, we have another Frequently Asked Questions episode. Today, I brought in a guest. We've got Mike Wagner from the Laboratory Assessment Program at Ashto Resource. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, so today I brought you here because we want to talk about postponing assessments. This is something that a lot of the laboratories, when they're, their assessment date, they get notified about the assessment date, they start getting prepared, and things happen that are out of their control, and sometimes they just say that they are not ready for it or too busy or something like that, uh, and they will reach out to Mike or somebody on the assessment team and say they need to postpone. What happens on the laboratory assessment team when you get a call like that? Well, I guess it depends on how quickly we get the call after the announcement letter went out. If it's pretty early in the process, it's generally not a, a, a big ordeal. If it's pretty close to the assessment date, um, it turns into a kind of a big scramble um, as far as trying to shuffle things around. We, we try to be accommodating as much as possible. You know, we do have a kind of like a, a you know, a customer service approach to all aspects of, of what we do here. Um, we, we do want to accommodate people as much as possible. Um, so we try to move things around, um, you know, maybe move it back in the schedule, see if they can swap with another lab. Sometimes it, it just, we just have to completely postpone it and, and get a new date altogether. Yeah, so from the laboratory's perspective, they are often thinking that it should be relatively easy to to shuffle around the schedule because there are probably uh, days when the assessor doesn't have assessments scheduled. How tightly packed are those assessor schedules now with the remote assessments going on? That's a good question. Uh, Remote assessments are are scheduled slightly differently than the way we do remote or um, on-site assessments. Remote assessments, we have a little more freedom since we're not traveling to one location. We have to kind of cram all those, you know, labs into a a two-week assessment. Um, So now our our assessors have the freedom to to schedule a little more loosely instead of doing two weeks on the road traveling, doing assessments, then two weeks back in the office. They can spread those two weeks out over the whole month if they want to and maybe do, you know, two, three days each each week. Uh, so we do have a little more flexibility uh, with the remote assessment model to, to potentially, you know, re- reschedule some labs. Okay. Now, how close to the assessment is too close to ask for a postponement? Yeah, we so we actually have a, an official policy that is, front, that is um, available on our, our website for this. It, anything within 15 days of the scheduled assessment date that's what we consider too close as far as uh, the official policy that could result in um, a uh, cancellation fee. Um, so, if, and then once you get closer to that, even the, the fee kind of goes up. We have a tiered system. Um, within five days, it, you're going to pay more, you know, more uh, for that uh, to, to cancel. Generally, what I, you know, even outside of 15 days can still be a little, little too close um, because. We do have to, a lot of our assessors are scheduled out for, for two months in advance. Um, so even now with these kind of remote model, they might not have a free week necessarily to, to reschedule with it within those two months. So my guidance is to, to contact us as soon as you can if you, if you have any known conflicts once you get your, your announcement letter. Yeah, does 
the assessment team evaluate the the reason for the uh, request? You know, sometimes uh, you get, I, I mean, I've seen requests come in to say the lab manager is out of the country or there's some issue. We are at the end of a busy project. Does the laboratory assessment team, are they interested in that information or is it strictly looking at the schedule and what's available? We absolutely do evaluate the reason. Um, you know, it, probably the most common is is we're busy um, or, you know, this one person isn't available. The next question we always ask is, is there anyone else that can perform this testing? I mean, typically, if, if that, most labs, it, their business doesn't hinge on one person being there to, to perform the test. And we do want to see, you know, if the other people, you know, the, the backup people per se can actually do this testing as well, since they are probably doing tests um, for, for clients as well. Um, yeah, that's a good point because that, that comes in, that becomes an accreditation issue at that point too, right? Because you've, you're, we're accrediting the entire laboratory, not just that one person. Uh, so what's the interaction like between the laboratory assessment program and the AASHTO accreditation program when there's some sort of postponement? Um, typically with the postponement, one of the first things we do as far as regarding the accreditation program is requesting a 90-day letter if a, if a lab does postpone their assessment. And all that says that they have to, it requires them to have an assessment within those 90 days. Um, kind of keeps keeps us honest. It keeps make sure we don't kind of lose track of them and their assessment doesn't get stretched out farther than it, than it needs to be. Um, any, you know, particulars that come up during those conversations for the postponement as far as no one is available to run tests or maybe the lab's not operational at this time due to construction in the laboratory or you know someone not being there that's the information we we give to the accreditation program as well so they can you know take a look at that further to see if accreditation is i mean any action might be necessary yeah and and we appreciate that on the accreditation side because that interval is really critical when we when we talk to specifiers uh, agencies requiring accreditation and particularly when we were going through this whole COVID situation and deciding how we we're going to handle the remote assessments, they were really concerned about that interval being maintained, even if the assessment couldn't be as complete uh, as what an in-person one would be. So I, we we and the specifiers really appreciate hearing from uh, ASHTA Resources Laboratory Assessment Team about these postponements so we can make sure that those laboratories actually receive those assessments within the required interval. Uh, so thank you for that. Any advice that you would give to a laboratory that's thinking about postponing an assessment? Don't. <laughs> I like no. it. Direct it to the point. <laughs> no, we get it. it. Things come up. You know, some of our um, core values for the laboratory assessment program are integrity and respect. Um, so we get it. Things come up. Um, something's out of our control, you know, such as family emergency, something like that, illness. We all we're experiencing that now as a as a country, you know, and worldwide. Um, things coming up and throwing wrenches into our our plans. So so we get it. Um, my first piece of advice, like I said, would be to reach out to us as quickly as possible if you need to postpone. Um, you get you get an email that you know has like. The uh, assessment date, your assessor's name, who's going to be there. If, if you know pretty quickly, as soon as you get that email that something's happening, you know, you're not available for the assessment, I would reply all to that email. That way it, it's going to go to info at the Astro Resource and your assessor that's scheduled to do the assessment. 
and, and I say to, to reply all because say if your assessor is out of the office for some reason, they might not get that information for a week later. Uh, if, you, if you include info on there, then they can send that information up to, to me or someone else involved with scheduling. The, the sooner we know, the, the easier it is for us to kind of readjust and, and avoid any uh, potential fees. Okay, so we, we've been we've been talking mainly about laboratory specific postponements, but what happens when there's a natural disaster? I mean, we've been dealing with uh, hurricanes in the past with Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, um, uh, Louisiana. Uh, wildfires in California, all sorts of other issues that happen in a regional area. How does the laboratory assessment program deal with those kind of postponements that are completely out of everyone's hands? Yeah, with these, I'd say we're pretty consistent with handling um, these on, on a case-by-case basis, but we're generally pretty fair with it. Um, you know, we're not going to hold hold it against someone for a natural disaster. Um, we typically will will postpone pretty easily for those assessments. A lot of times we'll make that decision ourselves ahead of time. Um, you know, like the one that Hurricane Maria in, in Puerto Rico, uh, we just kind of pushed the whole tour back for that that whole area um, just because, you know, people are dealing with things not only just at, at work, but also in their personal lives. And we, we need to be respectful of that. Kim, do you have any questions that I completely missed as usual? No, but I was going to say, in regards to that last question, that those decisions about natural disasters, that's not just the LAP decision. I believe that LAP works with the accreditation program to move forward with those kind of things when you have to push back the whole assessment. And am, am I correct in that assumption? Absolutely. So when we as an organization make changes to our program again for covid for natural or for other natural disasters that's a team decision and it's not just one program going rogue and making a call this is true yeah we we do we do make those kind of we talk about it at management meetings uh if it's going to be a a major disruption we would also get our oversight committee uh involved to see what they think, you know, if they feel that that is also a, a wise decision, then we we like to get the support from them uh, where we can. But I think that's it for this topic. We covered it pretty well, don't you think, Kim? I think so. And just so I'm clear, the process for the laboratory, if they need to cancel an assessment, whether it's on site or now remote, is the same. Is that correct? There's no difference. Yeah, you're right about that. There's no difference. Um, just get in contact with, with someone here at Astro Resource, whether it's your assessor. Um, you can send an email to that general info at Astro Resource uh, email address. There's also, if you look on our Contact Us page, there's a, under the Laboratory Assessment Program section, there's a, a link in there to click on the person directly in charge of scheduling. So you can reach out to them as well. That makes sense. And just so our listeners know, the policy that you were referencing about that has more details on this is the AASHTO Accreditation Program Policy and Guidance on Requesting and Receiving In-Sequence Assessments from AASHTO Resource. So there you go. (laughs) What a catchy title. So catchy. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. And I would like to just go back to the one point that you made, Mike. Uh, If you're thinking about postponing the assessment, try not to do it where possible see uh really look at your staff and your situation and see if you can carry it out and get through that assessment rather than asking for a postponement a lot of times i know the assessments are not 
everyone's favorite experience to go through because it does take quite a bit of preparation on the part of the laboratory. But then once you're done with that, you're you're good for another approximately 27 months. So it's it's nice to get over that hump too. So see see what you can do as a laboratory to be prepared enough to go through the process uh, without first just asking for an assessment where possible. Thanks again, Mike. My, again, Mike Wagner is my guest. If you want to reach out to him, uh, his email is mwagner at ashtoresource.org. Uh, and Mike, what is your phone number if somebody wants to call you with any questions? Yeah, I can be reached at 240-436-4854. All right. Thanks again, Mike. Appreciate your time today. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Ashto Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send us an email at podcast at ashtoresource.org or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other related news and content, check out Ashto Resource's Twitter feed or go to ashtoresource.org. Yeah, and that podcast at ashtoresource.org email uh, inbox is uh, collecting dust. So (laughs) I would love to hear from people. Uh, if you just want to throw out a question or topic, uh, we'd love to address it. Or if you want to be a guest, like Kim says, uh, you know, we'd love to have you on. Uh, we, we've got, we're releasing this every week and we want to keep the content fresh. Uh, so let's all be part of that community and work on that together.